injuries and exhaustion. The scene was building to such a crescendo, I thought I'd actually have to kill myself, said O'Connor. That's a little weird. Now, check this out. He was meant to play Bing Crosby's partner in White Christmas, but he was unavailable because he contracted an illness transmitted by the mule. I don't understand. I never even heard of that. You can get, like, mule pox? You can get mule pox, I guess. He was replaced in the film by Danny Kaye. Look at look. He hears the voice. Yep, and he thinks he goes ten shut. He goes quiet, Francis. It's not funny, but it's really the general. I got I need to. over there. Wow, it's a transfer of power. It'd be strange, man. If I had, if I was friends with Francis, and then some guy sounded like him, I'm like, yeah. you will not believe this shit. But you sound exactly like a mule that talks to me. You talk that's like you sound like this talking ass. What? What? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how a talking ass sounds. Now, White Christmas was a huge, huge hit. It's really a missed opportunity that he wasn't in that, and it's weird that he got sick from the mule. O'Connor and Bing Crosby united on Anything Goes 56 at Paramount. It's just not the same thing. And the studio also released the Buster Keaton story of which O'Connor had the title role, which we already know. Right, and he hated that film. I believe it. Well, this, the story of that film is that Buster Keaton got enough money to buy a house. So he said, okay, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, that's fine at this point. Uh-huh. He just and, wanted to not be homeless anymore. Right, so yeah, have some lot. stability. Yeah. yeah. He was living in, like, a a, a van in the studio lot. Yep, yep. It's yeah. was pathetic. They because had a he lost the control, the creative control. We learned this from the general. Yeah, that's right. Well, he did a bunch of movies, and they're on YouTube with Jimmy Durante. What? No beer? And, like, speak easily? And it's, like, these kind of prohibition yeah. comedies. It's interesting. I've seen a bunch of them. It just doesn't... I don't know if it doesn't work. Like, you have this Mr. Stoneface, silent star himself, and yeah. Jimmy Durante. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to see one of those? Yeah, I have it on the list. I mean, you know what? Maybe let's do it next week. Speak easy. All right. All Sounds right. good. What's it called? Instead of speak easy, it's yeah. a prohibition pun. It's speak easily. Speak Buster is a oh I I don't gosh I'm I'm just you know what year no yeah fifty something fifty and change so you don't know what year oh I I don't know offhand no but it was in the I'll look it up very forties whatever happened to all the seasons losers of the year but every time I got to thinking where they disappeared when i woke up mommy and daddy were rolling on the couch rocking rolling numbers up they got my kiss records out you know that's a rhyme even though it's the same word out and out that breaks their pattern of no rhymes in the song is it just that song that chief trick doesn't know how to write or is it like every song is weird no, uh, it was just that song, The Words Don't Rhyme, which was so yeah. weird. 
I didn't realize they even mentioned Kiss in that song. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, I think you need to give that song another listen. Yeah, another listen. I'm going to listen, another listen to Surrender. See, what's funny is in the beginning of that song, the bass is playing an A, and the band is playing a G, and that does not go. Right. But then the G slides into an A, and the song fits together all of a sudden. It's a piece of genius, that song. You know, I remember you complimenting, a, uh, this is years ago, Carl, decades ago, uh, Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Oh, yeah. You're like, listen to this. It starts off with this techno shit, and then yeah. three seconds into it, it says, fuck this shit, and goes, and starts a guitar playing. Yeah, that's right. It turns into a classic rock. Okay, here's the camouflage, and they're getting Where? better. Where? Where's the camouflage? Uh -huh. <laughs> well, you turn it around and you see all their flat asses. So I know now, look, right. to teach to teach Peter Sterling, he's camouflaging himself as a moose. Oh, right. I don't see any donkeys around here. You know, the theme song didn't really work for Francis. A mule is a mule, a cule, a cule, a cule, a cule. <laughs> and no one can talk to a mule, a cule. <laughs> Unless the cule, the mule, a cule is the famous Francis talking mule. What's this? A moose? Hey. Just a little lesson in camouflage. I thought you would be a little horse. Are you kidding? This is my bread and butter talking. Don't be insulting. Jill Will Wills was like a big time poker player. I can't get my head around Jill Wills. First off, what a great name. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that's not his real name. Well, his last name must be Wills, and he must have got that yeah. nickname. Right. And he's like got Buster. the Southern Drawl. drawl. Like, was, he, so was he in every single Western... Was he like poker player number two in the uh, bar? Will's deep, rough voice with its Western twang was matched to the personality of a cynical, sardonic mule. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say here he was in a lot of Westerns, but I'm sure he was. He was in the city of Chicago, the, the city that never sleeps in 53. Was that Giants Chicago? Giants in 56 with Rock Hudson, wow. Elizabeth Taylor, and James yeah. Dean. James Dean. Best Supporting Actress in Davy Crockett's The Alamo. Check this out, man. This is, okay, Wills was nominated for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in Davy Crockett's companion beekeeper film, The Alamo, 19, 1960. However, his aggressive campaign to win the award was considered tasteless. What? Really? Star's director and producer, John Wayne, who publicly apologized for Willis. What the fuck? Yeah, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such thing as tactlessness in Hollywood. They had to single this guy out? It must no, have been well, really awful. His publicity agent sort of fell on his sword. His name was Bow Wow Wojowski or something. He accepted blame for the ill-advised effort, claiming that Willis knew nothing about it. I got to read up about this. I want to find out this offensive Oscar campaign. He lost to Peter Ustinov uh, and Spartacus oh. anyway. Well, wow, that's interesting. He would have lost anyway. I don't know. They're kind of schooling him here. Should we do Chill Wills or should we do Spartacus? I don't know. Who should win best? Chill Wills or fucking Spartacus guy? 
So now the mule talking is really coming out. Are they going to discover that he does talk? Like, are they? They gonna... are. They are. Okay. So now that he's admitted that a mule talks, he's been institutionalized, and he's no longer commander of the platoon. I hate when that happens. Uh -oh. Now, Chill Wills was a poker player. He was close friends of Benny Binion, the founder of the World Series of Poker. Binion, yeah. And a guy who owned the Horseshoe Casino in Vegas. Wills participated sure. in the first Poker World Series held in 1907 and is seated in the center of the famous picture with a number of legendary players. Oh, who, Doyle? The guy who wrote... Uh... Doyle's Hoyle's Rules. Doyle's Rules, right? You know what I'm talking about? According to Doyle, was his book. No, Hoyle with an H. No, but there's a poker player with Doyle, and he had a book oh, according to Doyle. Cool. Like super superstar poker. Like he had this big ass thick book on how to play poker. So you think Chill Wells knew Gabe Kaplan back in the day? No, I think that was 76, and here yeah. we're talking about. Well, probably when it came around. No, I'm, that wasn't 76, because that was his fame in Welcome Back, Cotter. I think he became a poker player much later. Yeah, maybe after maybe after Fast Break, after all the Gabe Kaplan movies dried up. Um, appear, he had Chill Wills had made appearances on behalf of Barry Goldwater, Republican Whoa. nominee against Lyndon Johnson. Later in 68, he refused to support Richard Nixon. Uh, oh, yeah. Master of Ceremonies for George Wallace. George Wallace. Yeah, governor of Alabama. I don't know about this Nixon guy. He's too much of a radical. I'm just going to stick with my George Wallace's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The South shall rise and segregation forever. Wills is amongst the few Hollywood celebrities to endorse Wallace and bid against Nixon and Hubert Humphrey. That's so nuts. He was also a singer in the Avalon Boys Quartet. That was a. That's how he started his fame. You could clearly hear his voice. I'm sure it's like these angelic voices, and then there's a dog chill. Wow, he's yeah. probably the bass. He provided the deep voice for Stan Laurel's performance of "The Trail of Lonesome Pine." Oh, in way okay. out west in '37, in which the Avalon Boys Quartet appeared. So he comes from a lot of fame. Yeah, you got something on your face right there. You didn't shave this morning, did you? I didn't shave this morning. Now look, he's, she's saying, I heard the mule. It's real. It's true. The mule fucking talks. You starting serious? So they're going to hey. say ventriloquism. You know, I have another Clint Eastwood connection. Okay. He started in a movie called The Mule. Okay. And he was in Francis Choice the Navy, and Francis was a mule. You still never seen the outlaw Josie Wales or Pale You've Rider. Never seen uh, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen those. I've seen the entire trilogy. For you did, yeah, years ago. I saw a few dollars more. You saw that, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it starts off with wow, and then for a few dollars, check out this movie, and then the sequel for a few dollars more. I've seen all three. I've seen I've seen the, the good, the bad, and the ugly trilogy. I have. What color I have. did they paint the town in for a few dollars more? 
Uh, I know they paint the wagon. That's a different movie. You did movie. not see these films. Of course I've seen these films. Listen, I saw The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly in London 30 years ago with this fucking great sound system. They played okay. the do-do-do. Like, you could hear it in the back and on the side. Wah-wah-wah. It was really cool. No, I saw that on TV. I saw Lawrence of Arabia in that theater, and they played the music okay. beforehand. But I've seen The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Eli Wallace is great in that movie. I think you need to see it again. Did you see Pale Rider? No, I haven't seen Pale I don't see anything directed by Clint Eastwood. That's Last one, I saw Cry Macho. That's a mistake. Oh, Listen, you got to Cry Macho. does not count. That's like contemporary. We're, this should be Cry Francis, where this boy brings his donkey <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. They do donkey fights. There's no donkey fights in this movie, right? They don't uh, like. No, there's they no. They don't put razor blades on his paw and they put him in the center. <laughs> nope, they don't even shoe his his feet. Donkeys. Now they're suspecting ventriloquism. That's a, a perfectly logical explanation. Now here comes the general making a big show of his troops arriving to compete with the camouflage ladies. Brought the Batmobile. Oh, way to go. This is nothing shows uh, respect than bringing yeah. your fucking golf club. He's in the club. Look, all the press are there. That's Francis's voice. Yes, it is. And what he's saying is. When they fail today, the wax will be in their place. They'll be secretary pool kind of people. They'll be kitchen patrol. They'll be cleaning up, you know. Right. It's ridiculous to think that they could compete with the men in any sort of military operation. Like when a man needs to put a beer down, they'll be there with the coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy has the voice of uh, the, the mule. So, yeah, so she gets shocked. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a mule. What? I thought you were talking ass. This is the second time this has happened to me. What the fuck? Where's my sound? I'll go through that again. I mean Lieutenant Sterling. Oh, Sterling. Yes, I met him and his mule. What do you mean the animal talks? What, what do you mean the animal talks? Hey, sounds like me. That's preposterous. Well, they never really say and sounds like me. Everybody's just supposed to hear that. Oh, uh, right. Well, he does. I mean, Donald hears it immediately, for, uh, Sterling. And I guess the other woman who's heard the, the mule talk kind of picked up on it, too. And I think by the fifth one, everyone knows it was his voice. You know, everyone who went to the theater to see him that see it that night knew the backstory of he was the voice. My brother gave me a DVD compilation of Bosom Buddies. I think uh -huh. it's the first season, but the, the first and second season, the first season, the girls didn't know that they were dressed up as women to, right. to, to stay there. And then the second season, they, all the women knew that they were dressed up as women. They, they let it slide. So it's like in this movie, like, do they know the donkey pox? Um, yes. They, they each one at a time find out, including the general. Yeah. Now they're going to go into the psych ward and see see this talking donkey 
Is, did they realize that he was not brought in by the the general? It's just it was a computer error. Yeah, they well they don't know it's a computer error, but they do because the general is so oblivious. What are you talking about? They just let they drop it. They drop their accusations. Can you do you remember a storyline from Mister Ed? Like Wilbur gets in. I don't remember any like. What storyline with a talking horse could you fucking do? I don't remember any storyline. I do remember watching the show in reruns. I yeah. do remember it was always he was in the stable, and and the 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 man would be like, "You're causing trouble for me in the real world again. You can handle it, Burr Wilbur." Wilbur, what did I do? I've been in the stable for the last twenty-two minutes. Okay, so I don't know if it's so funny, but why don't we listen? Sure. Oh, well, this is the money shot. The voice shot. So you're the talking you, huh? All right. Talk it up. This is all utter nonsense. What do you mean, utter nonsense? <laughs> Same voice. What, did you ladies hear something? We heard you, General. No, you didn't. You heard the mule. I heard you talk. So did I. Me? It was the mule. Mule. Did you say something? <laughs> Come on. Speak up. Are you giving me permission to sound off, sir? Oh, they yeah, said too. Permission granted. Sound off. Well, to start with, you're a narrow-minded, fuddy-duddy. <laughs> you're the ass. You probably think the top brass is the machinery that runs this man's army. Horse feathers. Now you take these wings. Everyone knows that women are here to stay, but not you. I didn't know that. You got the idea they're in the service just to keep your memos circulating. This is the most ridiculous... Uh, I will not be dressed down by a talking mule. I hate Especially when I'm doing the talking. See, ah, there, there's your answer to it. He was simply doing, throwing his voice. Right. Like a ventriloquist, Dick. I will now throw my voice while smoking and drinking. Okay. And now while I smoke. You just want <laughs> the box to be wow! Just a fellow movie. Who's saying that? In the typing pool. <laughs> and now I will suck Charlie McCarthy's dick while throwing my voice. Oh God! Oh God! It feels so good. Whoa! Every time someone hears the mule and thinks they're crazy, they're doing that like mud painting. I don't know. Not stereotypical of being crazy. They don't do that James Bond thing where someone is drinking and then sees a talking mule and then looks at his drink and throws it away. Right. Throws it over his... Yeah. I never get tired of that. There's a flying coffin down the, the, down the uh, Venice canals. Oh, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Car flies over a bridge. Oh, I better stop drinking. But I think that was Roger Moore and Gold... And gold uh, there was one in which they had the speedboat and the and yeah, the, the for your eyes only around that time I think yeah and and the 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 the, the 
Jackie Gleason wannabe sheriff was chasing him the whole way, and they couldn't arrest him in the end. He goes, this here boy is working with our with our CIA. He goes, what? <laughs> Throw him in the clink. Now, now he's from England now, and and they sent him over here to help our boys out. This is outrageous. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they would always be. Uh... I now they can again. see it's not ventri. She, Captain, can see um, uh, that it is not ventriloquism at all. It's real. Oh, and it's it's mule- you know the best thing could happen to you. Don't answer that. Lose those captain bars for a couple of hours. Act like a woman. Break a few rules. You like me, don't you? Yeah. You want to believe that he's on your side? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is. What's more, he could help this operation. He could pull that second platoon into the line. He's getting convinced to break him out of the loony bin, put him back on platoon two because they're fucking up, and the. They'll be get back into shape if he's their leader again, and they can win this camouflage thing. You would figure the storyline would be that the women take over and everything's better. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I this point think, well, I mean, this film shows that the wax are just as capable as as the man's army yeah um bill burr did that in the comedy special he was saying that um all studies show women are smarter than men like all yeah so he's like then why are you in this condition that you're in stop blaming us (laughs) you got the brains i should check that out okay now he's like we're gonna break him out of here and Sasha's like, this is against regulation. And then he's going to kiss her, and she flips. Oh, she'll change her mind? Yeah. Does he remember her from the first movie? No. Oh, that's a kiss. She goes, how can I help? <laughs> Look how she holds her hands. and Oh, she's great. Character, yeah. Zazu Pitts. Just one of the greatest names out there. Yep. She goes, okay, take off your clothes. What? Yeah, I want, you know, I want um, Sterling to wear them. And Sterling goes, what? Wait a minute. Really? But there's going to be a, they're going to, he's, she's going to switch into the nurse's outfit and just walk out of there as the nurse. But then there's a problem. His hair. They need a wig or something. Right, of course. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Who wrote this screenplay, a mule? <laughs> makes no sense. It took four people to write this screenplay. Wow. Listen, well, Francis, would, Francis would never say this. This is shit. This is not real. This is not. This doesn't hold true to the character. He would never say this. I sounded like an Oh, he sounds like an ass. Let's he would not say this. So the joke here is he doesn't know how to put on a dress, he's never done it before. Oh, there's a horse by the, a mule by the window. Right. It's just so happy there's always windows. Clip clop, clip clop, clip, clip clop. Stop. Next window. Nay. Oh, that's a horse. They forgot the hat, I think. 
Oh, look, it's one of those iPhone charger lamps. He, she thinks it's the general seeing her naked. Right. Right, because he sounds like the general, but it's never really. Oh, it's a talking mule. A talking mule? And it's not explained why in the world he would sound like the general. Just a coincidence, I guess. It, they're having fun with that, but it doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense that he would know that the computer messed up. And well, like I told you, the general's going to get a... Not making a joke. His voice is going to get hoarse. And I, I've watched this movie. This is my fourth time. And I... Wow. The other three times I watched that, I never caught what made his voice hoarse. They jump into this huddle. I'll show you when we get there. Carl, we just picked this movie a couple of days ago. You've seen this is a, you've seen it for that many times already? Three times. Wow. I saw it the day you told me about it, and then I saw it last night, and then I took one of my long-ass walks today and watched it while I was going around the block. Here is what they're going to use for the wig. Oh. Doing it for the cause. Every movie, I have to get my tail clip. You need a wig. Who's going to sweep the floor? Why don't this guitar has no strings? Every movie. So here comes him as the nurse. Oh, he's got horse hair, a mule hair. Oh, that must smell. Is the hair like swatting flies? (laughs) Turn it up, turn it up. Lieutenant Sterling is not to be disturbed. Keep it up, keep it up. Whatever you're thinking, Corporal, is not true. Okay, that's good. Because she goes, whatever you're thinking, it's not true. Because, you know, she's coming yeah, out she's a disheveled. She was in a room with the man. I get it. So a guy did Terribly not inspiring speech. Whatever you think was not true. Oh, I thought I saw Donald O'Connor with uh, mule hair walk out dressed. Not as true. Not, not true. true. Listen to her uninspiring. Up, oh, maybe it's over. That's oh, ambient noise. Oh, it's a crowd noise. Crowd noise in the fifties. Fifties crowd noise. Okay, what's that? You sprung him loose. This is blah, my blah, fault, blah. Major. Oh yeah. What's the meaning of this? I'm responsible, Major. Well, you see, I thought the urgency was so great, but there was some time to consult. I believe that Lieutenant Sterling can help us. You Marvin Brown! The background noise. Oh, I'll be in background noise. New Marvin Garvey. New Marvin Garbage! And he still is in the whack. He'd better come through for us tomorrow, and he'll never get out of the whack. So she agrees to it. Get out of the whack. <laughs> All right. Oh, so we'll never see him in this stupid outfit again. Right. That's right. And he, and uh, Francis is missing his ass hair. Donald O'Connor's contract with Universal had expired, and so there was like a little doubt if he would do this role again. But he agreed to make another film. He enjoyed making these films. And he said it was hard because he had to act serious so everyone would believe that the Mule right. was talking. I don't think it's so hard, but well, you want to be in on the joke, like oh, I can't believe this, can you? But no, you got to play it straight. So let me—it's gonna work. Shakespeare did that a lot. Oh, so this is the big war game. Yeah, this is the big war game, and the women have to stay camouflaged and not get caught by the men. 
I think I've seen movies where they had war games like this. Like the end of the movie was like war movie. games. Yeah, right. I try to think of a movie that had war games in it. War yeah. games? There there was this one movie, it was like Navy versus what was that movie? Uh there was a famous one. Yeah. Where they kinda screw up at the end or something like that. What about Stripes? The movie Stripes didn't they also do this trick where they had competing teams? No, they no, they had to really go break out. They had to go into uh, East Germany and break out. There Sean were captured soldiers. Remember? Yeah, you're right. Sergeant Hulka was boots on the ground for that one. He, uh... oh yeah, that's right, Sergeant Hulka, who we love, Warren Oates from many yes, things right. that we've seen. I guess he, Chill Wills has a Warren Oates vibe to him, like a lightweight Oates. You know what? Warren Oates is much better. He's got presence. He's Oh, he's got presence. He's got depth. He really hates humanity. Yeah. He was great in The Cockfighter. He yeah. was great in that movie with Jodie Foster. No. Oh, no. Uh, it wasn't Jodie Foster. It was yeah. Christy McNichol, right? Christy McNichol. He was great movie. in 96 in the shade, 94 yeah. in the shade, 92 72? in the shade. 72 in the shade. 72? That'd be a little chilly for Florida. Chill wills. Now, look, they're just walking right past all the... All the chicks. Right. Look, you wouldn't you wouldn't even notice a beautiful woman if you tripped over her. Well, I'd notice if I saw her bush. Her bush is on display. <laughs> Oh, your bush is all green. <coughs> bush. <coughs> bush showing. <coughs> oh, thank you. I was so embarrassed. Your bush is showing. Oh, gosh. So they're analyzing the photos they've taken and saying, no, I don't see any. I don't see. He goes, well, what's that right there? Who goes, well, that's your bunker, General. Oh. So they're they're so far beating the men. They're staying hidden. Right. They're, they're right there. In the go. Okay. Now we'll have. Um, Yokels. Yeah. And one of them is our sexy, pretending to be the sister. Well, he's faking the banjo, but he's doing a good, good job of it. That's Mamie Van Doren again. That's a great, that's a great dress you're wearing. Wow, so now, what's up? It says the best of the West. That's her butt. Right, but it's a sugar shack. It's a sugar bag. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, they're being hicks. Right. Where did the wax go? Uh, they went this way, that way. So you see the fence there, right? Yeah. Okay, watch. Camouflage! These oh. girls are cleaning up. Oh, I guess it's nothing. This is an expression no one does in real life. Watch, he'll go, huh? Oh, well. Oh, well. Never noticed that, but that's always in the movies. But it never happens in real life that you say to yourself, huh? I don't know. I don't know. Shrug it off. Shrug it off, yeah. Oh, hey, Carl. Uh, you passed me a joy, right? I'm like, I don't know. Do you have COVID? That doesn't matter, huh? Well, I'll smoke it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hey, I dropped this hot dog on the ground. Eh. My friend Andrew Rich will not smoke a bowl with you. He he says, you know, 
he you have to bring your own paraphernalia so that I respect him. I respect. Yeah, but him. what happens if you get it, Mike? You get sick. You get a little sick, right? They, all these stories about people are dying and respirators. No, 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 no. It's what nothing like it that. It's just, it's just there was a time where you would smoke a bowl and it was this pot. It's this compassionate thing where you share. It's not like right? cocaine. And then it's like, well, I don't want to put my fucking lips on on a joint that you just smoked. Fuck this shit. <laughs> if you want to get high, bring your own pipe. It's not like he's not getting, not offering his weed. He's just saying, I don't want to share my pipe with you. Oh, no, no. It's perfectly cool. It's perfectly cool. As a matter of fact, the day I got COVID, I texted him because I hung out with him the night before. And right I said, on. I have COVID. And he goes, damn. <laughs> but he didn't have it. He didn't have it. Because you guys didn't share a pipe. I don't know. We were at the same open mic together. And no, we didn't. You're right. You're right. We didn't. But I don't know that that's like, I, I don't know when I got it. When I was contagious, I just know where I got it. You know, a friend of ours from the show, uh, he got COVID and he was like, I think it's because I was smoking pot with the comics after, after a, mm -hmm. a show. Because the next day I got a headache. Although I'm sure okay, it takes so a days. There's their radio. And oh, no. It's cool. It's cool. They put it out right away. It's just a distraction. So he sets the radio down. Oh, I see. And here's he's going to take the radio. Now, he's in a camouflage tree stump. Once again, it's going to move, and the soldier's going to shrug it off. Oh, I thought it was over there. Guess it's over here. Oh, who knows? How does how do they get the props? Like, I is know. there a prop department? It's very weak. Well, I mean, like, we watched plenty of, like, Bugs Bunny where he pulls shit out. Like, the whole point of Bugs Bunny is that he just goes off, state, off frame and pulls whatever out. But you right? can do that in a in a cartoon. Before CGI, you could not do shit like that. Yeah. Okay, so now he's got the wrong walkie-talkie. They can hear the orders that the men are being given. And because the donkey sounds like the general, he's going to start giving wrong orders. Okay, my head just exploded. This is like when Jack and Jill, when Jack dresses up as Jill, even <laughs> though Adam Sandler's dressing up as Jill anyway. I got to tell you, that movie was great and shit. It was great and I, shit. I, I think movie historians will be talking about Jack and Jill for the next decade. Okay. But, when, when Adam Sandler put on the dress and said, I'm Jill, it was right. such bullshit. But do you remember when Al Pacino got the, there was, someone had their cell phone in the audience and he fucking freaked on them? You remember that? But then later, the cell phone rings again and he, in the next night, and he's ready to fucking beat the shit. And he goes, oh, it, it's me. It's me. And he takes the call on stage. Well, he's terrific in that movie. Al Pacino, like when he does a three-minute Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Do, uh, do you remember when he was pretending he knew a foreign language? So he said to the servant, the fuck? The fuck? The I know. I thought I was watching Scarface. I thought I was watching Godfather. The way he gibberish in another language. So even though that movie was crap, at the same time, there were so many hilarious segments in there. You, and, I, and a I, lot of it is Al Pacino. I mean, I call attention to it because the premise is that they have this guy, you know, dressed up as, as his sister. And they spend a lot of Hollywood money to make the effects right. But in the movie itself, he decides to use 
makeup to disguise himself as a sister. Right. So it's like saying you're paying money for this effect, and now they're calling. This is a plot point too. It's so right, strange right. when that happens. It's like uh, Theodore Rex, right? The movie that we can't watch. The Woody yeah, Goldberg. we could. The, he's kind of a puppet, and at one point, like he's literally talking to a, a puppet animal out of a bag, and I'm like, yeah, that's all you guys do is puppets. Might as well have more puppets in it. But it, it was perfect the way that Adam Sandler dressed up as his sister because it was so obvious before, and now right. it's obvious now, but it's plot point obvious. It, is, it became plot point obvious. It's It was a weird move, a weird flex. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's it's not the worst Adam Sandler movie. I mean, even his worst movies, like... Uh, I just wish that movie was great all the way. I wish you could go back in time and say to Adam Sandler, you got to do something other than a girl voice. You know, you got to uh, do Pacino, something. But Pacino does, gives that extra. That whole, like, Al Pacino, yeah. Frappuccino song. It's just so... Uh, yeah, um, Dunkachino. Dunkachino. I'm Dunkachino. Yeah. yeah, I think there's, like, a Instagram or a Twitter account where every day they do a different version of that song. Like, they, <laughs> they tweak that song. Yeah, okay. it's a wow. You look at these the rocks. Yeah, it's like you were talking about the props. So now they're gonna sort of smoke bomb. Oh, there's our sexy, sexy. Yes, star. Hey, Mamie. She really isn't so sexy in this thing. She does sexual things. Well, I mean, again, like she didn't want to be in this movie. She just does the best she can to get out of there. Yeah, to, she uh, really, really did not want to be in this film, but it was a contract. We we like Jane Mansfield. We watched the James Mansfield story, the TV movie with Lonnie Anderson and, right. and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, the bodybuilder boy, husband. And then yes. uh, we saw the weird, wonderful world of Jane Mansfield, that right. creepy exploitation film they did after her death. Yep. Yeah. Great great series of episodes we did there it was really oh as she was in the fat spy i remember the fat spy i think I james Mansfield was the spy with or... the big nose was which one was the one in which they were in a submarine he goes ashore yeah right and there was like some kind That's of island probably was... spy with the big nose fat spy was with phyllis diller yeah and it, okay. okay i do remember the other one you're talking about I don't know the title. Probably going back two years or more. Because that was pre-COVID for sure. Right, I remember that. Okay, guys. Give them hell. All right, girls. Give them heck. There you see. <laughs> <laughs> and they got their grenades. Oh. Oh, they throw like a girl. You throw like a girl. Yeah, when it comes to throwing hand grenades at me, you throw like a girl. Can you stop it? Also, yeah, stop throwing grenades. This is the final push in which they're getting away because it's all smoky. Oh, look! He found one! She's It's obviously camouflage! Got gotcha. it! Oh! Wilbur. That's one thing I love about Mr. Ed. It's just he was so dismissive. Like, the way he says Wilbur, like, could express so many different ways. Yes. And he's happy Wilbur. 
when he's just a Wilbur. So the donkey pulled the rock with the rope, so it was fake, and then this guy jumps on a real rock and hurts his stomach. He sued the, the mule, didn't he, after the games was over? <laughs> yes. Okay, now, this is the scene in which somehow, like, the general's going to walk away from the scene with a sore throat, with a hoarse voice. And I don't see why. Oh, let's uh, get the, the sound frame. Sounding like the general, the donkey's behind him, and he's going to order his men to jump into the water. Don't stand there, men. Jump, jump. Yes, General. Yes, sir. What? A living nightmare. Who said that? Who's giving orders around here? I am, sir. What's wrong? What's wrong? Have you gone crazy? Don't stand there. Jump. Jump. Yes, All right, sir. Captain, with your men. What wow, good, good thing they missed the other guys. General. Come back here, Captain. Now, I don't know if it's funny or not. But the general almost follows his own order and jumps. Who said that? Stopping me. Payment general on that Burma bridge account. See you at Point Baker when the ladies win. Yes, sir. So you. when they were in Burma together, the it was Francis refused to go on the bridge because he could see it was about to collapse. And the that's a recurring gag in the film. The general goes, I had a mule like that. He was a complete idiot. He wouldn't walk us across the bridge. And then it collapsed. And I don't know. We get. I haven't mentioned it till now because it's not the greatest callback, but. Right, yeah. Needs a better callback. Like, he steps in donkey shit in the beginning <laughs> of the movie and then at the end of the movie. So Zaza Pitts goes, here, general, You would you like some aspirin? And she goes, he goes, no, what for? And she's like, you're going to need it. So it's like, there's no sign of the women, General. Good. We're obviously beating them. If right. There's no sign of them. There's no sign. There's just 16 bushes, four rocks by the finish line. But other than that, no women. Turn it up because he's like, you might as well give up now, Major. Louis, you may as well know this. Your girls are on their own now. That uh, little male wife has been disqualified by now. There are still two minutes left. Yeah. Do you mind if I hold that much longer? Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Mule! Where's the... Where's... Sterling! Did you disqualify him? No, sir. We finally caught up with this jackass, sir, but there was no sign of a lieutenant or anyone else in the white army. Who's not? There isn't one of them within miles of us. You are a bet. Who said that? You, by you now, did. No, right? Ew, crusty donkey eye. Leave the mule with me. Hey, Buster. Are you looking for uh, speakers? Yeah, like how? Who? What's making the voice? It's, it's gotta be a trick. It's from Russia. It's a, a Moscow it's mule. Now look, now he's getting hoarse. Now why? Huh? Let's get hoarse. 
Now look who's coming. Oh, I don't wah, believe wah, it. Wah, wah. Women with t-shirts. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not a contest. Oh, it's not? I just bought a beer. Yay, look at there they are. Tee hee. Now the donkey's rubbing it in. You suck. You should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now this look, is for your horse voice. Jaja Pitts giving, you're going to need aspirin now. So they're like, why? Why is this voice horse? I never. And it's weird. It. That's strange. Yeah. Now, what happens is he gets up to give a speech, and the horse basically gives the speech for him. I saw that on NTV, WNTV. What? I, I saw the speech on WNTV. Now look, he's not moving his mouth, and people are right close to him. Yeah. Now look, he's unplugged. <laughs> Who did that? Is there a hoofmark by it? <laughs> and so these comp WNTV. W no, it's WNTV. <laughs> WNTV. So it's basically saying, I respect the wax, and they're the, you know, I have to admit defeat. And well, all the kids in the audience were like, yay. Hooray. Sound sound in this movie is so fucking basic. Yeah. Give me some hooray sound effects. <laughs> I quit the talking real movies. So now he's been institutionalized because he's talking about a talking mule. I've wow, never had a general before. What, what a coincidence. We just had a patient in here yesterday who saw a talking mule, and everyone else was talking about a talking mule, and there he is in your window. Yep, and we're wrapping up our film. Huh? Salute to tail. <laughs> Which was snipped before wig, right? Right. They don't play it's that in. me. I can't believe it's over, Carl. Wow, time has flown. I just, I just felt like just 90 minutes ago we started. What we gratefully acknowledge the cooperation, the Women's Army Corps, and the of the United States Army. That is whack, man. <laughs> it is whack. The Women's Army Corps—they're whack. That's whack. Everyone knows that's whack. Zazu, Zazu, Valerie Humpet. Cheers. Well, Carl, what you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not a good film, but I enjoyed it anyway. Uh, it's typical classics of your style that we're not watching the first one. We're watching the fifth one. We're watching the fifth one, right. right and it's right in the middle. Uh, Again, it's because the, the voice of the uh, donkey is also a, plays an actor. I thought that was weird enough. And... Uh, uh, and that they had like it was a ladies thing. Like he has to he crashes a ladies uh, army. Yeah, and there was no romance, and I credit the film for that because that's the obvious thing. Like in the beginning, there's a whack who's against him, 
and he doesn't like her. And then by the end, they're kissing, you know? Yeah. Do you think it's because it's a kid's movie, first and foremost, that they're just going to skip the romance? I guess so, but they did a lot of sex stuff, you know? I don't think it was... uh, they They did a lot of sex stuff, so... I can't find... So... We both like this movie, and uh, I don't know. My, I'm eventually going to have to watch the other four beforehand, and then these two that followed. I don't find a trailer for Speak Easily. I find the full film. Right, yeah, and I see that it was reviewed by Zombie Toad. Uh, Does that mean we shouldn't do it? Years. Is that a prominent... Yeah, Zomb- Zombie Toad did a, a two-minute review 13 years ago, so I think that might... Cross. Oh, but Mike, we do something different. We watch the whole film. We're watching the whole movie. Of course. No, we're fine. We're good. Oh, I should mention, Carl, um, there is Giant Bomb, which is a big deal gaming podcast empire. Okay. They just watched, uh, they did a watch along for The Terminator. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, which we did a couple years get ago. Along, get away with that because of copyright. Well, they don't care. There's, you know, they're younger. They're younger than us. So just go ahead and do it. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, so if you guys want to check out another, because uh, we did the Terminator, we did it as a special show. Right. It's not and... on YouTube because if you didn't want to risk copyright, and the only way you can get that on YouTube is to be part of our Patreon, which doesn't exist. Right, yeah. We That's actually pay awesome. you to, to make sure that we don't have a Patreon. Yeah. We'll pay you. We'll pay you if you will watch this Terminator, please. you got to yeah. watch the whole thing, though. All right, well, we want to watch next week. As we mentioned, we're going to watch the Buster Keaton-Jimmy Durante pairing Speak Easily from 1932. As Carl mentioned, we don't have a real trailer for it. We have several versions uh, available, and we'll definitely watch one. We'll, here, I'll do a trailer for you. Ready? RKO Radio Pictures presents a radio picture. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, it's Universal, right? Hey, the guys who hold the contract to Buster Keaton has a Buster Keaton movie. Is Sorry. it really 1932? Because yeah. how could how could O'Connell O'Connor be in it? No, 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 no. He's not in this one. Speak oh, easily okay. is Buster Keaton and Jimmy Durante. Okay, so it's just a speak. It's a speaker. It's a yeah. It's they did. It's a prohibition pun. They speak easily. Yeah. Uh, so here I'll I'll play the trailer for you. Universal Studios presents Hot Shot Jimmy Durante. Hot cha cha. Oh, Mrs. Durante, I'll I'll see you later, you old broad. And that guy who's hanging out of the studio, Buster Keaton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he opens the window. Buster, come on yeah, in. Yeah, Buster, come on in, huh? Well, that's. Did you take a shower before we. Where? Where am I going to take a shower? I live in a van (laughs) by the gate. You know, that's funny. Like, he should go up and, like, not talk because he's a silent star. I wish he does in these movies. He he speaks in a manner that will take you and want you to flush your head down the toilet. I will get that joke after I see this film because he has a weird talking voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you want. So we're going to watch it. What no beer is the one I like. It's not on the YouTube. So fortunately him and Jimmy did a bunch of movies together, including speak easily from 1932. That'll be our movie next week. So 
As always, we are streaming on Mutiny Radio, so check us out next Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Subscribe to our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get the audio every Sunday night or subscribe to the YouTube channel, same acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, where Carl will sync the movie and the podcast. Carl, anything you'd like to promote? And you do so much work on this. I, I would love to give you carlsucks.com. That's carlsucks.com. Find out what's going on with me. Sounds good. And I have nothing going on, so there's nothing to worry about. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye. Let's watch Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is Stand by. We are having difficulties here at Mutiny Radio. It's six o'clock. It's time for Mutiny for the Gates of Delirium. Two hours of the greatest of prog rock ever conceived by man. I am going to work on this here. I'm trying to find some sound emanating. From the devices here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of MutinyRadio.fm. Stand by.
everyone that are familiar with this this position. There seems to be a problem translating technologies. What we would be listening to is Transcendent and Triumphant Astral Entrance through the gates of delirium into the Elysian fields of meaning and purpose constructed with your own bare hands. Nothing handed down. That's too easy. We've seen th that through that. We've seen through that. There's nothing to be handed down. Let's find out what's happening here. <sighs> and bye. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Brady. Can't wait for your cats. So we're talking about...
Problem solved. It was the flick of a switch. As it usually is. That's what the fate of humanity and civilization is ultimately probably going to come down to. A flick of a switch. Only adding to the sense of precariousness that we already feel. On our little rock floating through the unimaginably large cosmos. In the face of that, we know, and I assert, there's no time for mediocrity in anything we do, in anything we think, in anything we listen to. That's where progressive rock and roll comes in. Rock and roll as God meant it to be. Rock and roll taken and into a rich and experimental direction that explores the nuances and the crevices and the distant fields of the human condition in the most badass of ways. This is the Gates of Delirium. I am your host, Perkins Warbeck. Shout out to Pam, who has been struck down by the plague. <clears throat> Sometimes it feels like 1349. Get well soon, Pam. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Alfred's World of Trousers, for their kind and unflagging support of the mission of us here at the Gates of Delirium to provide a small quantum of solace to those lost in the existential cosmos in the Nietzschean desert of meaning. Trust me, you've found it here at the Gates of Delirium. Wednesday nights, 6 to 8, coming to you from the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco, California.
Yeah.
That was Bennett Builds a Time Machine by Spock's Beard. Before that, we heard Eternity's Breath Part 1 from the Mai Vishnu Orchestra. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. We're going to continue with two from now from Hydria Space Folk. This is Terry Hydria, number one.
I told you that mine would be the last voice that you ever heard. Would you be concerned?
come from somewhere around the dead of the hill, come Rather than the Indians first on the bell, carve the Pink, um, no, that was <clears throat> Frank Zappa. Inca Rhodes, Mothers of Invention. Before that, we heard a classic from Genesis with Peter Gabriel. That was the first of fifth from the album Selling Eagles by the Pound. Came out in 1975. One of the seminal albums of my musical development <clears throat> its more than just a collection of sounds. 
We're going to listen to a couple of space, uh, space prog tunes now. Moving on with Gong, a sprinkling of clouds. After that will be Osric Tentacles. You are listening to... The Gates of Delirium, here on MutinyRadio.fm.
Welcome to the Gates of Delirium.